There is a shaking that is coming. There is a shaking that is coming very, very soon. Um, in fact, by July 4th next year, a lot of things will have been shaken. And so it's, it's important you know and set yourself uh, in the right place. Psalm 11, the verse 1. Deliberate and decide. 
gods and sons of God. That's where even the devil, um, he will attend. The Bible says that the devil presented himself, Satan presented himself in Job 1 together with the sons of God. And God did not rebuke him. He asked, hey, tell me what's going on. And he said, you know, I've been roaming around the earth. Um, and he asked him for his report. So there is, there is a place, not only where evaluations are made, but decisions are made and, uh, and overturned. says that God came down to check on those who are building the Tower of Babel. God left that heaven, came to the council to check what was going on. In the time of Abraham, God said there is a cry that has come up and I've come to check whether it is true. Is something, something that has been presented to me in that council, and I've come to confirm whether what I was told is actually true. There is, there is a second heaven where the council and the courts of heaven meet. And the book of Daniel says that, and the courts were seated. Only about top this here. And the courts were seated. And there were thousands who surrounded the throne of God, and they decided, they decided and overthrew a decision that has been made on earth. And so, what happened is on earth there was a beast, the, the Antichrist, who was oppressing and, uh, and, and persecuting the believers. And the Bible says the court sat down. And he overturned his rule because he had chosen to turn and to destroy the calendars. He had changed the times and the seasons. And the Bible says that in that, that, that decision was overturned and authority was taken away from him. This is that council. Now, this is the council. God tells Jeremiah. These prophets are, are prophesying their own imaginations because they have not been to my council to hear what I say. And so the prophet is someone who attends the council of heaven. The prophet is someone who actually attends the court of heaven and hears what has been spoken there. This council is alluded to in the book of Second Chronicles. I really don't want to go that direction. But we can touch on it a little bit. Second Chronicles 18. Eighteen eighteen, I believe. Second Chronicles 18, 18. If you can put it there. Then my Micaiah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all over the host of heaven standing on his right hand and on his left hand. And I did. And the Lord said, 
Who will you persuade Ahab, king of Israel, to go up that he may fall at Ram of Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in this manner. And so there was a discussion. There was a discussion on who would go and persuade the king. The Lord sat at the court and then there were the spirits, the sons of God and the gods. They were discussing among themselves who would take up this mission. And then verse 20 says, a spirit spoke up, a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And God said, how will you do that? In what way? The next verse the Bible says that uh, the spirit said, I will go like a lying mouth. I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. And the Lord said, that's a good idea. You understand what's going on? God sits, asks for ideas, chooses the best one. <laughs> and then he says, actually, I like your idea. You will be successful. You will prevail. Go and do that. And so there is a court in heaven where spirits and God sit down and they deliberate and they decide on things on earth. Now, Going back to Psalm 82, that's when God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked. And so now God is not here to discuss with them. He is here to evaluate and judge them. Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I say, you are gods, and all of you are sons of the Most High. Nevertheless, like many shall die and fall like any of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all the nations. And I say this at the beginning this is a shaking, there's a shaking that is coming. There's a shaking that has already been decided upon. There's a shaking that has already been settled. And the question in Psalm 11 is when the foundations are shaken, what should the righteous do? When the foundations are being shaken, when the foundations in the academic world, when the foundations in the entertainment world, when the foundations in the religious world, when the foundations in the political world, economic world, when the foundations are being shaken, when the mountains are shaken and moved, what will the righteous do? What should they do? And really, there's one thing that you must know, that what is being shaken is 
separate from you. What is being shaken is separate from you. Because the Bible says that those who trust in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken. Those who trust in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken. And so everything around you can be shaken, but you will remain. Say Amen. Amen. Everything around you will be shaken. People's knowledge and understanding, people's trust will be shaken, but those who trust in the Lord, they shall remain as Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken. Everybody will be running scared, everybody will be running uncertain, everybody will be running confused, but those who trust in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion, which shall never be moved. Praise the Lord. And so I want you to understand where the righteous stand in this moment. Because not only is he shaking the earth, Hebrews 12, the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18. For you have not come to what may be touched. You have not come to a mountain that may be touched and that burned with the fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest. That is not where you have come. Verse 19. And the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, so that those who heard it better the words should not be spoken to them anymore. Verse 20. For they could not endure what was commanded, and in so much as a beast touched the mountain, it was stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that even Moses said, I'm exceedingly afraid and trembling. Verse 22, you have come to Mount Zion. What is the number one character of Mount Zion? It shall never be moved. You have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Just leave it there, verse 22. You have done what? You have come. Not you will go, not you will come. It is not in the future, it is present perfect. This is where you are. Say amen. Amen. This is where you are. You have not come to laborers in Christ. You have not come to the U.S. You have not come to these nations and these people who will be shaken. You have not come to a democratic president or a republican president. You have not come for President Magufuli or President Uhuru. You have come to Mount Zion. You have come to the city of the living God. You have come to the heavenly Jerusalem and the innumerable company of angels. Praise the Lord. Because you are not of this world, because you do not belong to any party in this world, because you are not a citizen of this world, you have come to your true home, the heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. Say amen. amen. And this is where you have also come. Verse 23. You have also come to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn registered in heaven, to God the, just of, uh, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men 
made perfect. The spirits of people who are just through the blood of Jesus and they have been made perfect by the word that is spoken by his mouth. Now verse 24 talks about the shaking and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of heaven. As we partake of Holy Communion today, I want you to understand that you have come to the, to, to the mediator of the new covenant. The old covenant shook the heather, the mountain. The old covenant was a place of fear and trembling. The old covenant was a mountain that could be touched. The old covenant was of a mountain that was rooted on the earth. But the new covenant is of a new mountain that has no roots on the earth, that is not founded on the earth, that is not founded on anything that is created. And he is a mediator of a new covenant because his blood speaks better things than that of Abel. The blood of Abel was asking for vengeance. The blood of Jesus is speaking forgiveness. The blood of Abel was speaking betrayal. The blood of Jesus is speaking redemption. The blood of Abel was crying helplessly. The blood of Jesus is crying powerfully. Praise the Lord. And so then we have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. There is a new agreement with God made on our behalf between the Father and Jesus Christ. By that blood that speaks about us and for us. The next verse 25. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if we did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, how much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks in heaven? Because of this, whose voice shook the earth, but now has promised, saying yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. The shaking that is about to happen is a shaking not only of the earth, but also of heavenly bodies. The authorities and powers, there is a principalities that are going to be shaken, the stars that will fall. The, the Satan Lucifer was called once he was a star. There are stars that will fall because God has sat down on the council and is about to judge not only those who are on earth but those who are in heaven. But now you have come to him who said, I will shake not only that which is on earth but also that which is in heaven. Verse 27. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made or things that are created. I wish I could underline that. The things that are being shaken are things that are being created. But you are not part of creation. You are not part of creation. You are in Christ. 
the creator of all things. Everything that was created is under your feet and under his feet. Say amen. amen. You are not created. You are adopted and born again in Christ Jesus. And Jesus is not created. Jesus is a begotten. Jesus is the begotten. He is the Lord and the King over all creation. And you are in Him. And so the creation and the things that are created will be shaken. When he says it is a removal of the things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, it is a creation. There are things that are created. The Bible says with authorities or powers or dominions or principalities, they were all created by him, through him and by him in Colossians, that these things were made and were created through Jesus, by Jesus and for Jesus. And these are the things he is about to shake. But you are not in that number. Say amen. Amen. You have been born by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. You have been washed by the holy blood of Jesus. You have been born again by the spirit of the living God. If you found the spirit that is in Christ, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives in you. You are not part of creation. You are made in the image of God and you have been born again in Jesus Christ that you may rule over creation. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so when they are sitting down to decide things, those decisions don't affect you. When things are being shaken, when you watch on the news and you see things shaken, they do not concern you. Because you are not part of creation. According to creation, 
Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Which means, we knew Jesus as one who was born in Nazareth, as one who came and dwelt among us. We don't know him thus anymore, and because we are in him, we don't know anyone in Christ according to the flesh anymore. We don't come from the train, from the uh, from the lineage of Joseph, the carpenter. We come from the lineage of Jesus and all of those who have believed. And verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. He is a completely different creature. He has been remade. He is no longer part of the old creation. He is part of a new group of creation. All things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. If anyone is in Christ, as he is, so are they. And I will ask you, can Jesus be shaken? Jesus is shaken. No. Are you in Jesus? Yes. Can you be shaken? No. If A plus B equals C and B equals C, then A equals C. It's a simple math. I'm in Jesus. I belong to God. And God cannot be shaken when creation is being shaken. And I'm in Him. I am of Him. So when everything else is being shaken, I will watch as 10,000 fall on the right and 1,000 fall, but for me, because I trust in Him, I cannot be shaken. Simply because the shaking is for creation. I'm here as a missionary. I am here, but my blood type, my tribe, my heritage, my lineage, my family is not from him. So when they are taking taxes, when they have decided to take taxes from every person in the US, the person who is in an embassy from, Af from Kenya or from China, they do not want to take uh, taxes from them because they are not under the laws of that country. They are under the laws of the country that sent them. And so when taxes are being collected, when judgments are being passed around the, the, the nation, those laws don't concern them. Because they are not of that world. And so then what will the righteous do? What should the righteous do when things are being shaken? What do you think? What should the righteous do? Chill out and stand. Yeah? Chill out. I don't know what you're worried about. You're seeing things fall and you think it's coming to your house. Your house is not like their house. The blood that we celebrate today does something called Passover. Allows the Egyptians to have darkness and the Israelites to have the light. 
allows them to cry and the Israelites are fine, they are asleep. The thing is, they are Israelites who are still worried that the angel would come to their house. And they were still shaking in their boots. Those who trust in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion. They shall never be moved. Praise the Lord. But do they know that? Because some of them are scared as if they don't know that. Some of them are worried as if they don't know that. Some of them are updating their Facebook statuses as if they do not know that. Just because everybody is updating their Facebook status. You don't have to add your thing. Because you are an ambassador. Is that what your country is saying? Or are you borrowing from the people of the country you are sent? And you just want to put an opinion there? You see, as long as you are an ambassador, you don't have an opinion. Your will is to do his will. You only do what you see him do. You only say what you hear him say. You gave up your opinion when you decided to carry the cross. Praise the Lord. Everything you say is the opinion of the country that sent you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let's go back to Hebrews 12, 25. Where you are in 27. 27. Let's go to well that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Now I want you to know that the shaking that is coming is for the sake of the church. It's for the sake of the church. And God has always done this. He has always done He has shaken things because he has elect people. He has the elect that he needs to make sure they are standing right. He flooded the entire earth because he needed to save the undefiled family of Noah. He punished Egypt so he could rescue Jacob and his descendants. He will shake things around. He will shake things around because of the elect them. The Bible says in the book of Acts that the whole prison shook with an earthquake because Paul and Silas were there. There were things that will not remain known as long as the, the, the righteous are in there. There will be a shaking. And that what God wants to do on earth through the church the church is so connected. I was telling my wife, the church is so bloated. So bloated. We have been eating a steady diet of cheesecake and ice cream. What else can you eat? Make you bloated. Hmm? And Skittles. Eh? What else? Eh? Waffles. Eh? Chips? Marshmallow. Eh? Marshmallows. Marshmallows? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot talk about your, uh, your weak places. 
and those <laughs> McDonald's fries, eh? McDonald's fries, and the Chick-fil-A fries with the Chick-fil-A sauce. Some of you are putting you in temptations, you're about to leave church. Eh? The church has been on a steady diet of things that take us nowhere. I've not been chewing bones. I've been just being told you'll be blessed, you'll be blessed, you'll be blessed, you'll be blessed left and right. God is there for you, God is there for you no matter what. That's not a verse, by the way. That's not a verse anyway. God is not for you no matter what. Eh? Do you know that verse that says, I'm persuaded. There's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. It doesn't mention sin. We would like it to be there, but it's not there. It's a thing that death, no life, no things in the past, no things in the future, no angels or demons. And I hear people trying to add even sins. No, sins are not there. You add them at your own peril. You are right your own Bible. And so we say, God will bless you no matter what. Which Bible have you been reading? Huh? <laughs> that no matter what. Have you seen what he has done to people with God no matter what? He said, I will, I will refuse you, I will reject you, I don't know you. In fact, you'll be called Lord Rama, you will be called Lord Ruhami, as if I never knew you. Because you have rejected me, I also have rejected you. And he said, there are people who compete about dumping each other. They say, you don't dump me, I dump you. Huh? God is saying, you don't reject me, I reject you. You go follow those gods. And so the church is bloated. The church needs a trimming. The church needs to get back. And so what God will He will shape all the things we've been holding. Alright? And so coming to church for people to meet. It will be an act of courage. You see, last year coming to church, you decided, do I want to go to church or not? Now, you are actually fasting to go to church. Huh? Saying, God, don't let the police come. God, don't let there be corona. God, let there be masks in that house. And so you are, it is an act of faith. You are actually going to church by faith. You are going to the grocery store by faith. You understand? And this is nothing. There will be more shaking. Or even to pray. It will be an act of courage. And then that which cannot be shaken will remain. We will see. If people start insulting you on Facebook. If people start insulting you on WhatsApp. If people take you off their groups. If people say, we don't know that guy, he's not even African, he's not even black enough. Will you stand? Will you stand? Because God is so much interested in us as history. Not as Africans, not as Americans. He's so much interested in his seed. He will shake things off so the church can stand. And now, the next verse says, let us therefore be 
Because we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Not only are we unshakable, not only have we come to a place that is unshaken, we are also receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us have grace. Or let us be grateful, let us be thankful, by which we may serve God acceptably in reverence and fear. Because we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us fear God only. There's another verse people wish they could take away. Because we like to think that the fear of God is only in the Old Testament. But right here, it talks about fear. Because we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. God is not your grandfather. God is not Santa Claus. He is not there to give you good gifts. He is not there to come once every Christmas. He is giving you a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let there be seen that you are also serving God acceptably with reverence and fear. If you understand that he is a judge of all, he will judge both the living and the dead. That the blood that has cleansed you is the blood of Jesus Christ. If you understand that, then be full of grace. Be grateful in the way you serve him, to serve him with reverence and fear. So the things that the world trusts are going to be shaken. July, today is July 5th. By the next celebration, there will be more, more shaken. Much more shaken. You watch China, there will be a shaking on that side. There will be a shaking that country, reach the nations of the world, because God is looking for his people, for his church to stand, but we have become so entrenched and so worldly that when God shakes the world, we are trembling, because we have become so identified, we have identified ourselves so much with what's happening in the world and not where we have come from. We are a chosen generation, call forth to show his excellence. We are a chosen generation, call forth to show his excellence. We are a chosen generation, call forth to show his excellence. We are a chosen generation. Call for to show his excellence. First Peter 1 9 or 2 9. My wife corrects me on this one. But it's somewhere there. We are a chosen generation for what? Called for to show his excellence. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We have one job to show God's excellence. Not a bigger house, not a better car, not a big business, 
none, none of that, but one thing to show his excellence. Whether it's through that business, that car, that house, that you would show God's excellence. You bring praises to his name. All I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. Okay. Is that true? Is that true? Or do we need to pray for some more things that we require for life? That's true. So, do we need to be blessed more? Or are we already blessed? Or we need to change our song? Some of what I require for life, He has given me. I will pray for the rest. Yeah? All I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. And if I do, then with thanksgiving, I will serve Him with reverence and fear. If I truly believe that all I need for life, He has given me, I will, with thanksgiving, serve Him acceptably with reverence and fear. We are a chosen generation called forth to show His excellence. All I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. Now, do you know who you are? Hmm? You are not part of creation. You have a home in Mount Zion and the new heaven in Jerusalem. You are like Mount Zion which cannot be shaken. You are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That kingdom is not in deficit. That kingdom does not go by the stock market. That kingdom is not rising and fall, falling on tweets. That kingdom is established forever. So I know who I am. I know who God says I am, what it says I am, where it says I am, I know who I am, I know who God says I am, what he says I am, where he says I am, I know who I am. Come on, let's start.